they said they were going to sue the state, that we're not going to play this game anymore. I mean, we can see some of the tactics that Cole and Spring play, and we, we're there with our signs, picking in the newspapers and the news cameras come. You know, we're planning protests. $111 million in sales for the medical market. I just don't think there's a place in Maine for that kind of nonsense. Thank you for joining another episode of Weed Buds Radio. I am your host, Ryan, and joining me today is Dawson Julia. Dawson represents the Maine Cannabis Coalition, and he joins me today to discuss the Maine cannabis markets and some of the projects that he's working on. Dawson, thank you so much for joining. Yeah, so um, we've got we're under attack from the corporate corruption of cannabis. They've they've infiltrated us, and so um, basically, what they're what the big fight is about right now. It's it's a very important fight. It's about residency restrictions and requirements. And in Maine, the statute says to put, participate in the adult use program um, for the first four years. It's supposed to be 100% residency only. Now, since that bill was written, three of the years have ticked away. So we're, down, we're now down to one because they didn't say four years from the date the bill gets enacted. They said four years from that date, and it was ended up being on June of 2021. So we got one year of residency requirements left. And, and what happened was during the rulemaking process, uh, this company called Wellness Connection, which has four locations and four out of the eight licenses in Maine went to these guys at, for dispensaries. And so they got all pissed off because they're owned by Acreage, which trades on the stock market. So they need to get their out-of-state money to make their whole takeover, basically, their monopolization tactics or whatever they've got cooking. And so so they, they threatened a lawsuit in 2019 to the state of Maine if they didn't do something in the rules to make it so that they could have a loophole. So they went and they figured out that, okay, we'll give you 49% of ownership out of state Maine, but 51% has to be staying in Maine. So Wellness said, okay, yeah, we're good with that. They settled out of court and the rules went in, these emergency rules went into effect just for those guys. And so then what happened was this year they came back to Augusta, Wellness Connection, and they had a bill that was going to remove all the residency restrictions, LD1432. And what happened was that bill got, basically it turned into toilet paper. We kicked their ass and it got destroyed and that was it. The game was over. Well, instead of the game being over, what happened was they went and threatened the attorney general and they threatened the uh, Office of Marijuana Policy and the governor's office and everything. They said they were going to sue the state because it's unconstitutional now to, that they can't have their out-of-state money. So rather than our attorney generals taking that fight and defending it, he chose to settle out of court and agree that they're not going to enforce any residency requirements. So that since then, the Office of Marijuana Policy has removed all the part of the application that uh, has to do with residency, and they are now processing the applications without residency requirements. So what we're doing is we sued the state to um, require the state to, to enforce the law as it's written, 100% residency. That's what we're fighting for. Um, so 
it's it's a shit show. And what it is is corporate America can't get their way, and they're throwing a little tantrum, and they're throwing money around left and right, and they're flexing their muscles and trying to act like you know, calling in political favors. I'm sure, but at the end of the day, you know, it's going to come down to a judge, and I don't think they've got enough you know loopholes and buddies and pals to fix this one. So. Um, we're expecting to win this and then, and, and we're going after them in a lot of other directions now because we've been dealing with this crap for 10 years. These guys are evil. They don't play fair. Yeah. They, they continually try to make laws stack, uh, the regulations against the smaller business people. And, and this is a regular technique, a regular tactic where they infiltrate, they stack the deck. So they have, they can have partnerships. We as caregivers can't. Like, we can't even have a collective or a co-op is what they basically call it. Um, and, and But they can take in money from Wall Street right now, and, and nobody's enforcing it. And so it's, it's just completely unfair. I don't know what our government's thinking. And, um, but we've got a lot of other attacks, and I hate to keep talking, but I'm just going to swing it to this direction, too. Because the court case is one thing. Um, the most important thing is, is that we get these guys out of our state. And, and and there's right now we got two of them. We got Cureleaf and we got Wellness Connection, which is owned by Acreage. There's a third one coming to town that I know of right now. It's called Theory Wellness, and they operate some locations down in Massachusetts. And they're already trying their scumbag tricks. I don't know this company, but I do know that they just stole the warehouse from a group of caregivers that were all sharing this warehouse together. Everybody was playing nicely everything was great and they had a deal set up for adult use with the landlord who owned the warehouse they were going to take over the whole warehouse and adult use all working together still and what happened was um these guys swooped in offered the landlord like two or three times the rent money and stole the warehouse from all these these i don't know how many caregivers there are that were sharing that building but um and so, and we're going to see a lot more of these type of tactics. It's not going to be just let's move next door and compete with the with the guys in Wyndham or the guys in Waterville or whatever. It's going to be let's put them out of business, let's crush them, let's take their supply from them, let's take their you know manufacturing facility, let's buy out their competition, and we'll surround them at, or whatever. I don't think there's even going to be much buying out. I think it's just going to be total destruction. Um, but um, but anyways. Um, you know, we're planning protests is how we're going to try to get rid of these guys. We're going to protest uh, the company itself. That, that if they're going to behave like this and they can't play fair, um, we've set something up June 19th for all four Wellness Connection locations. Um, we're encouraging everybody to show up at 12 noon, bring signs, bring costumes, props, whatever you want to bring. Um, just keep it decent and respectful to a, uh, to, a, to you know to a certain limit, and obviously we don't want any violence or any kind of aggressiveness or anything like that. Um, uh, but we're going to further this thing uh, moving forward. You know, we're going to try to get a boycott going on all Wellness Connection products. Um, we'll try to get um, anybody that's uh, putting their products, Wellness Connection products, in their store. We're going to try to get those products out of those caregiver stores and get them replaced with local bought, uh, local manufactured, you know, small business, mom and pop type places. Um, so, so we're on a mission and it's to kick these guys out of town. It's not just to beat them in court. It's to kick them out of town because they've been screwing us for 10 years now and we're done. 
You know, we're not going to play this game anymore. And I think Maine's got the grassroots power to make this stuff happen. So far, we're doing a pretty good job. We've raised over $60,000 in like, I think it's been like 10 days or something. And, you know. <laughs> so, you're, so, you're getting, so you're getting a lot of local support. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the people are coming out of the woodwork. Um, I, I, as far as I know, I'm not aware of anybody that, that isn't in support of this. I, even people who are against cannabis, like uh, Senator Scott Searway, if anybody knows that guy, he's as anti-cannabis as it gets. But him and I agree eye to eye on one issue with cannabis. If it's going to be legal in Maine, then we should at least let the Maine people do it first. And, 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 so, and, and that comes from a guy that's completely anti-cannabis. And I know a lot of other anti-cannabis people. That's, you know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's not a cannabis issue. It's a, it's a small town, small business issue. And it has everything to do with corporate takeover and the abuses that they, some of the tactics that they do. So you're not necessarily proposing that they don't have a place in the market. More of what you're suggesting is that Mainers and Maine small businesses were supposed to have these kind of rights and privileges first, establish businesses, grow brands, and then the market will open up for competition out of state, correct? Or are you saying, no, never, we don't want them here? I mean, I I just don't think there's a place in Maine for that kind of nonsense, you know. And and it's and I, obviously Walmart survives in Maine and Home Depot and all these places. So on a commercial level, I'm not saying it's not possible. But what I'm saying is the tactics they use, the techniques they use, um, the things, the bills they write. That I mean, like the vape bill this year. A lot of people might have read about it in the newspaper. There was a thing they were trying to ban all vapes because it was, you know, this big death thing was going on or something. Well, somebody wrote a bill, a senator wrote a bill here in Maine that said every vape in Maine was going to be banned. The nicotine vapes, no matter where you go, all vapes are banned except for, wait for it, dispensaries. The Only the dispensaries, though, not the caregivers. You know, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And the year before that, they came forward with a bill they wrote that said, we need to get our payroll so it can legally be deducted in our taxes, and it's not fair that we can't do that, so here's a bill to fix that. Well, they specifically said the payroll tax deduction only is, uh, only the dispensaries can participate. They, they excluded the caregivers in their bill, you know, and this is the type of stuff they do on a regular basis. But usually it's a bill that's directly targeted at us and it causes destruction. Like this year, there was a bill that gave us $100,000 fines. Um, there was another bill that was going to bring four DEA agents into the Office of Marijuana Policy to look after us all. Um, another one that was going to make alcohol extractions illegal unless you got a fancy lab with explosion proof c1 d1 and all this and 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 they wanted mandatory labels for like fda nutritional labels to standards like that um and and the list just keeps going on and on and on and it's and you know it's and it's coming next year too they're gonna come with more their plan is to make adult use identical as medical use um, and cr so basically crank up all the regulations on medical to be equivalent to adult. So basically it's impossible for 90% of the caregivers to survive because they can't afford to deal with all the regulations and all the bullshit. So, um, you know, 
that's where we're at. That's why we got to fight. We got to keep fighting because they're not out for a little piece of the pie and everybody gets to eat pie. They won't want the whole damn thing. Dawson, I think for myself and probably many others that the cannabis industry looks a lot like the craft brewing industry. So isn't there an argument to be made that Anheuser-Busch can live in the same market and world as in bringing it hyper-local, the Baxter Brewing of the world? I No, no. I don't think there's a place for that in Maine. I just don't, you know, Anheuser-Busch, I don't know what their tactics are. I don't, you know, I mean, we can see some of the tactics that Colin Spring play uh, with Maine. That's a good example of another corporate giant that just come in and they rape our resources and then they send the profits off to Wall Street. Or actually, I don't even I think it's like Switzerland or something, wherever Nestle's out of. So, so it's, um, you know, we're dealing with that type of ca- caliber right now. And I don't see that Maine is friendly to those kind of tactics. You know, let's face it. We're having a war with CMP right now. And, and, and this is the same. This is all the same thing that's going on, whether it's CMP or Poland Springs or Wellness Connection. They're all reading from the same playbook, doing the same stupid bullshit. And in the end, it's the main people that are getting screwed. And and so we see now we have, I know for a fact, there's over 350 storefronts now in Maine, caregiver storefronts. And most of these started after December of 2018. So they, they're, they're pretty young businesses and they're flourishing. And I'm talking to everybody today in the business. Well, not everybody, but obviously a lot of people. And, and they're telling me that, they can't keep up with it. The hardest problem everybody has right now is keeping inventory on their shelves because it goes so fast you can't grow it fast enough. Like We have a real problem with supply and demand in this marketplace now. The tax numbers are going through the roof. The num- the, I mean, last year in 11 months, the first real year that we've had of recorded numbers, $111 million in sales for the medical market program. And I think I think we're on target to literally i think we're going to do double that this year I, some people say i'm crazy but um um but you know we've we've built a huge industry in maine and in a very short period of time and we haven't even got a chance to really play with the new toys yet um so i see you know 10 years from now i see a lot of craft cannabis in maine and I see it very difficult for the Walmart weed to compete um, because at the end of the day, the craft people, we can make our cheap weed too. You know, we can make, I, I got a thing called bucket weed in my shop. <laughs> it's like 15 to 20 bucks an eighth. And you might find some seeds in there or whatever. It might be outdoor grown. But you know what? At the end of the day, is everybody wants something, whether it's top shelf or bottom shelf. And we don't need corporate America to supply their garbage up here we can we can we'll we'll take we'll take care of everybody well one of the parallels that you made is is fascinating to me because you know what some people know is that you know weed buds you know we don't have any sponsors or, or anything like that so my my personal mission is plastic replacement and I started a company called Not Plastic. And so a lot, we're doing a lot of research right now on the impact that Nestle has had, not just here in Maine or domestically in the U.S., but some of the consequences overseas and in other countries as well. So that really resonated, and I appreciate you making that example. Uh, so, Dawson, I have one more question for you. You mentioned the demand from the caregiver shops. 
and the the fact that a lot of the caregivers are might struggle to keep their shelves full because of the demand. So one of the things, just kind of thinking about this economically, is what happens if a large player like Wellness is out, increased demand comes in, especially in Maine with a lot of tourists. How do we then make sure that there's enough supply to match that increased demand? Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that's part of our strategy too of how we keep it local is we need to be able to produce enough for the for the supply uh, for the demand and and so um we actually are going to be right we in the coalition and anybody that in the community that wants to participate with their ideas and stuff is welcome to but i'm going to be working with some representatives that have already agreed to write us a medical bill this year uh in the dhhs committee and then i've also uh got some arrangements agreements with uh representatives from the vla committee which does adult use for, so we can write an adult use bill. And one of the things I want to do is fix the plant count so it's a lot more plants so that we can have enough to supply our, our patients and stuff. I want to make, um, there's a canopy option of 500 square feet right now and unlimited plants. However, the department is now charging, they, they, what their final decision has been is $240 for every six plants. And I know one guy paid over $8,000 for his license for the year to have 500 square feet. So we want to fix that. That was not the intention of the law. The intention of the law was you either have unlimited plants and 500 square feet or you go with 30 flowering plants. And, and so we got, we got some fixing to do. We got some new stuff to add, um, and and we're looking for ideas from anybody out there that's um, that's got problems or needs some co something corrected. As, as the co the uh, collective thing, the co-op thing, is a perfect example. That's something we're going to get wiped out. You know, we're going to fight for it anyways. So um, yeah, no, we're going to be cool. on the offense, and then we keeps them on the defense. And then they can't screw our shit up because they're too busy trying to deflect the shit we're throwing at them. So it's a whole new system that it's, it, it works. It, we've done it in the past. And that's how we got the caregiver bill to go through that gave us caregiver to caregiver sales and all that stuff. We just launched it. We give the offense offensive. One last question that I have for you, Dawson, is how do we stay connected? How do we follow this journey? Um, and what's the best way for, for people to connect with you and learn more? Yeah, I'm glad you asked. Um, probably the best way, I mean, uh, our, our page is the Main Cannabis Coalition. It's on Facebook. Uh, that's a great place to stay in, in tune with what's going on. I, I try to keep that updated. Um, also, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my username or what, uh, account name is Dawson P. Julia. And then um, I don't really do Twitter or any of that other stuff, but you can. Um, you sh we also have a website. It's maincannabiscoalition.com. And uh, we're still working on fine tuning that website. But, um, and currently, we have a GoFundMe going for this, for this legal case, uh, which can be found on. Well, you can find it on my Instagram uh, bio page, or you can find it on that coalition uh, Facebook page, Main Cannabis Coalition, and and um, and so and like I said, we've raised sixty thousand so far. We're going to keep raising more. Um, we want to keep this not just this legal case going, but we've got other issues that we're dealing with with the department right now that we're trying to get sorted out without having to go to court. But um, 
we've got we've got some stuff we got to get fixed and 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 we got and we got to send a message to the guys that are are um you know manipulating our elected officials and we got to send a message that's that says you know what you guys got to start listening to us now because we're not gonna li- we're not gonna tolerate this stuff anymore and yeah one last question so you're trying to send a message here and win or lose this case we know that this is a new industry and there's not a lot of precedent there so what type of message, you know, whether you, if you win this case, what is the message and what is the precedent that you're setting for other states as they look to adopt adult use laws? Well, I hope the precedence we set is don't be scared of the big can of uh, corporate corruption that comes into your state. Don't cower to them, you know. Stand up to them and let your people go first and don't let them push you around. And if they want to challenge you in court, then you should fight. You know, I know the city of Portland, they were trying to flex their muscles with them, saying there was a residency restriction with the permit process in Portland and wellness threatened them. And Portland said, no, well, basically, we're going to fight that. We're not we're not scared of you. We're not going to settle out of court like like the state of Maine did. So um, so, you know, cheers, cheers to Portland and 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 hopefully more more uh, will follow that lead because something's got to be done. Our government's been bought and paid for. And like I said, it's not just our industry. It's all industries and it's corrupted our government. It's poisoned the people. It's separated us and divided us in so many different ways, politically, religiously and everything else. And it all comes down to corruption in my opinion and and a lot of this is manipulated stuff some people call it the deep state or the establishment or whatever but at the end of the day they're kicking our ass and it's time we start kicking their ass whoever these people are whoever invents these playbooks and shit we got to take these playbooks and shove them up their ass and i think main people can do it um we just got to stand solid and i hope everybody can come out june 19th because if we have a huge crowd at all four locations of wellness connection and we we're there with our signs picking in the newspapers and the news cameras come we're going to get that message out not just in maine to other states too and that's what we just got to keep doing and uh, yeah so man. Dawson, thank you so much for joining weed buds radio and in teaching us a little bit about the the market here in maine and the residency requirements regarding adult use yeah man well it was great talking to you thanks for having me on i appreciate it as a native mainer i've found some really really interesting conversation happening here Thank you, Rye, for bringing Dawson on to the show. And thank you, Dawson, for sharing uh, your perspective with us. Well, and it's really interesting, right? And, and we have friends on, on both sides of this. What excites me is that what happens here in Maine, we get to be kind of leaders in a case study. Because whatever happens in this case and subsequent cases is a precedent for states that are going to adopt an adult use market. So it's great that we have a society where there's a platform to kind of decide, you know, how are these programs going to work? And you mentioned a conversation, but I just think it's really special that we get to kind of watch some precedent here in Maine and see how that might unfold in future markets. And if you found some really tremendous value here, please be sure to heart share and retweet this episode 
with one or more people who might also enjoy the conversation. And until next time, puff, puff, peace. peace.